0: Hello again, and welcome to the master's voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please adjust your streaming settings by looking at the three dots above, or maybe there's a cog icon at the bottom of your phone. If you've been having streaming problems, as some people sometimes do, you can adjust the video upwards to 720p or 1080p so that you have a better clear picture to work with. To new subscribers and even to people who have been following the Master's Voice for a little while, I always invite you to make use of the playlist. Sometimes a playlist is better for a viewer if a viewer is looking for um, streamlined information on something. A lot of people, for instance, have been requesting where the sin series is, and I finally put it in a more prominent place so that you can find out what it is that God calls sin why we should not indulge sin, how dangerous sin is not only to the believer, but to all human beings. And you can get a a better understanding of why it is that God requires humanity to abstain from certain behaviors, as well as come into an in-depth revelation of the things that are done here in the nation of the United States that many people claim are not done, that many people claim do not does not happen, does not exist. These things do happen and they do exist. And the reason that I'm sitting here day after day and week after week is because God is adamant that this nation must know the reasons that he is bringing judgment upon her. I have been sharing quite strongly for the last few videos that nothing happens apart from nothing, everything has a cause and effect. And so if you are minded to go and look up the sin series, you will soon come to an understanding of what God is saying about the nation of the United States, what God is saying about the approach of the citizens of this nation. Even those who claim that they are of God's body, God's house, God's people, the Lord is laying back the behaviors. He is laying back the lusts. He is laying back the loves as in what people actually love and secretly hide. And covet in their heart. And in that vein, the Sin series is very beneficial for those who want to know what sin is, why it is dangerous, what sins this nation is guilty of, and why God says He will bring judgment here. Today is going to be, I'm hoping to do two videos, but if I'm not able to, today is definitely going to be a video addressing repentance. Repentance has to be addressed to the church. You see, Repentance is a particular gift and a particular grace that is given to all people. So repentance is something, it is a process, it is a method, it is a procedure by which the wayward heart, the sinning heart that has departed from the narrow path, the way of God, is able to come back to that path and in so doing, By repenting, we come back into living fellowship with God. God does not fellowship with sinners. So if you are in a church that is not making you aware that it is possible to call yourself a Christian and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, meanwhile, you are, as the Bible says, dead in your sins. The Lord does not participate with those who are willfully or even ignorantly walking in sin. So if you are giving yourself the label of one who follows Christ, but your footsteps, your actions, and your ways are dead, dedicatedly following satan god is not going to come in agreement with that lifestyle it is hypocrisy it is a hypocritical lifestyle and this is why many people who cling to the name christian who cling to the to the the confession that jesus christ is their lord and savior cannot see any evidence of the Lord in their life. They cannot perceive him. They cannot see whether he moves to the left or the right. They cannot even understand the Bible. And that is because where sin is present, sin is a dampening force. Sin will kill your love for scripture. Sin will kill your love for God. Sin sin will even kill your love for sound teaching. So there are many people who come here and they're instantly repelled when they see someone confronting sin in a bold manner. And that is because the majority of people in this, in this country have come up in a sugar tradition. A sugar tradition is just you've been sitting for years in a church that makes you comfortable in living life the way you want. So nobody confronts the choices that you make, the viewpoints that you are hiding in your heart whether you have prejudice in your heart, whether you have malice in your heart, resentment, unforgiveness, hatred, lust, nobody confronts these things. And church just becomes this perfect temperature bath that many people have been sitting in for so long that they're like stewed pickled pickles. But the sad part about it is that every stewed pickle also has a really hard crocodile when it comes to sin. And so when they come against spirituality in its raw form, the voice of the Lord bellowing out and confronting sin and saying, this is unacceptable to me and I will punish this and I will judge this. Many people are repelled because they feel, oh, this style is all wrong. But I want to let you know that it is not about style on this channel. The word of the Lord is like a hammer. He said, the word of the Lord is like a rock, is not my word like a hammer that breaketh the rocks in pieces. And I shared recently in a writing that many of us have stones where our heart should be the sadness of life, the things that we have gone through, the heavy memories of what we have done to others have hardened many people. And so you have this evil conglomerate working in many people where they have hardened hearts because of things that they have done. They have hardened hearts because of what others have done to them. They also have been immersed in a sugary coating whereby their sins are not confronted. Many people do not even know what sin is. I have grown people coming to this channel and saying whether it's true or not, that they did not know that living with somebody that you are not married to and having sexual relations is a sin. Of course, it is a sin. It is the sin of fornication. If you leave your spouse, if you are married and go and indulge in sexual relations with someone who is not your spouse, it is the sin of adultery. Even this new thing that is called emotional affairs where you don't actually touch another person's body But all of the intimacy, all of the care, all of the vulnerability that belongs to your spouse, you take it over to the office and you share it with Jared in accounting, or you're sharing it with Becca, who's in management, and you feel much closer to that person than you do to your spouse. This is adultery because Jesus said in Moses' day, adultery was if you go and fornicate outside of your marriage. But he said in his day, adultery was just looking at a woman to lust after her. If you are transferring all the deeper emotional intimacy of yourself as a married person to someone else, you are in adultery. But church nowadays will tell you, oh, you didn't touch anyone physically, so you're good. There are many ways in which sin has bound people. And so the Lord charged me this morning based on something quite different that happened and um he told me to share also something that happened recently here where I live. Normally I will not bring this information out, but if the Lord says to share it, then I will share it. And so this morning I had a dream. Let me just finish this introduction. This video is focused on sin, and it is focused on repentance. So if you are bound in sin, if you are committing sin, if you are struggling against sin, there are many Christians who are living this really difficult and sad to observe struggle life, where people believe that the Christian life that we have is just supposed to be one long struggle against sin and nothing could be further from the truth. Progression in the kingdom of God means that there must be growth. Knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ demands growth. If you are not growing as a Christian, I want to invite you to understand that it's either because there is demonic oppression in your life, there must be strongholds in your life, by which the devil is preventing growth, something I will not be able to go into in depth in this video. I'm only making these teaching videos because the spirit of the Lord is strongly pressing me to do so. This is a prophecy channel whereby I come and I proclaim the Lord's prophetic words because they must be proclaimed. Ahead of him fulfilling them as he said he will. But whenever the Lord is pushing me strongly and saying, Celestial, teach them this and teach them that, then yes, I will come and I will do that. So this morning, I'm sleeping and I received a letter in my sleep. I received a letter to my Master's Voice um, platform. And this letter came from someone who is in Europe. I can tell this was a European man because the way people are in Europe is when they do speak English, they tend to translate that English exactly from whatever they speak. So if it's Polish or Hungarian or French or German, they tend to write English exactly as they would speak it in their native language. And so please listen. America and listen listeners of the master's voice to what this man had to say and what the Lord showed me. And I will try to cover all these things before I go into repentance and sin. The letter said, dear celestial, I am writing because I have found your videos and I know that I have the sin. I am wanting to repent of it, but I don't know how I am a married man of 14 years, but I hate being married because my wife is very controlling to me. I have spent money on her, more than I earn. I have done everything she wanted, but she is not happy and I don't know why. We have had the arguments in the past, but recently she came into the guest room where I am sleeping and began the argument. And this time I felt the pressure of my chest and I shouted back, we shouted. Then she came to my desk took my glasses and threw them against the wall. A shattering action. She also threw something on me. I don't know what it was in my face. I became enraged, Celestial. I moved towards her, angry. I grabbed her, a throttling action. We fought very violent and I end up beating her up. We are currently not speaking to each other. We have not called police because very damaged to the reputation, and we are both guilty. We are broken, Celestio. I am sorry I beat her, but I do not contain my anger in that moment. She angered me so greatly, and currently I await for the new glasses, so please excuse the mistakes of this email. I want to repent. Please teach me. I want to ask God for forgiveness and to fix me and my wife. Please tell me how to ask God for forgiveness. Sincerely, and there was no name. Now, in my dream, I received this as an email and I was reading it. And as I was reading the email, the Lord showed me what happened in this house So these were very rich people somewhere out there in Europe. I could tell that they were rich because they have these homes that you usually see in these movies um, where the people are extremely wealthy and then someone's going to kill someone else pretty soon. It was a single level house and one entire side of the house was glass. And I saw and knew in my heart that this man designed this house as an act of love for his wife. So he was so rich that he designed the house himself, maybe a surveyor or an, an architect. He designed the house and had the house built as an expression of love to this woman that he married. And this house had glass all along one side of the house facing out on very lush and beautiful green property. But in the house, I felt extremely heavy and strong spirits. So this man said that they had been married for 14 years and that he now hated being married because his wife was controlling and nothing he did to please her financially or anything else was making her happy. She was just generally unhappy. And he said that he did not know why I felt these have a heavy presence, very much heaviness and also darkness and also tension in this married house and i knew instantly that demonic presences were dwelling in that house which is part of why this family's marriage. This man and his wife, they had no children in 14 years. Their marriage was in such a horrible state. And from his letter, this man said that his wife came into the bedroom where he was sleeping. So clearly their closeness, their intimacy, their sexual relations had broken down to the point where the man had moved out of the master bedroom, letting her keep it. And he was now sleeping in another room. And then he said that they were arguing a lot. And his wife came into his bedroom, into his space, to start an argument. So they've had arguments in the past, and now she comes into the bedroom for whatever reason to start an argument. And the Lord showed me when this woman picked up this man's glasses and threw it against the wall. And I saw that these glasses were actually these expensive half-bifocal glasses that people are getting now. You know when you have more than average seeing problems and you need to get the thicker glasses. In the old days, they would just give you what they call Coke bottle lenses, which is very, very thick glasses, but they have a way to do it now that is quite chic and doesn't look as bad. And so this man being wealthy had these glasses, but I saw from the thickness of the lens because the Lord zoomed it in how much this man needed and depended on those glasses. And the Lord showed me that the moment of impact when this man's glasses, when she took them and she flung them like a projectile against the wall. I saw the moment of impact and I felt in the man's heart something snap because both the husband and the wife knew that these glasses are not just glasses. The Lord let me feel what was in the heart of the man and I saw that these glasses literally are the man's eyes. She knew how much he needs them, and he sees them as an an extension of himself. And so when this woman shattered these glasses against the wall, the man felt the same feeling anyone would feel if someone went for you in the eyes. And as he said, I felt the pressure of my chest and shouted back. Something in him snapped And then his wife came closer and threw something in his face, a liquid, maybe coffee from the table, maybe a drink that she was holding. And this, I will just stop to say, is something that God shows me very much about modern women. This is not the place where I'm going to go in depth in it, but I can say to parents of boys, If you do not raise your children, your sons, to have an understanding of the type of woman that is growing up outside in the world today, like wild poison weeds, you will end up more likely than not visiting your son at a jail, at a prison, at a holding cell. Not because your son is a naturally or particularly violent person, but because there is a spirit that is inside women today controlling them that will drive even the meekest, most spirit-filled man. In these end days that are coming, I am warning you by the spirit of the Lord, both men and women, if you are hearing me and understanding what I'm saying, There is a spirit entering and ruling in the temples of females today that will drive even the calmest man who is trying to avoid confrontation, to do things that he would never naturally do. And this is how things happen because the enemy will exploit moments of weakness, he will exploit moments of provocation and he will bring about very tragic circumstances in many homes. So this woman shattered the man's glasses and then she threw something in his face. And I'm speaking about this because there is something that is in women today that makes them feel. It is not even something. It is the principality of Jezebel, but it is also working with very strong um, spiritual delusion also working with very powerful um principalities and demons of pride whereby women are beginning to exalt themselves as if they want to be the literal atmospheric level um atmospheric cloud that covers this entire earth these are there are powerful goddess and female demons that are working in women today. Even Christian women are falling prey to this. Women are giving themselves titles like queen and diva. And when I first noticed this some years ago, the first thing the Lord said to me is observe their foolishness for they call themselves queens and yet they are completely ignorant of what the position of a queen is. She is always lower than a king. They are ignorant of what it means to rule rightly as a queen. They do not deserve that title, for they have not learned how to become what a queen is. Yet they throw the word around and then become so lifted up in their hearts that they want to demand all of the honor, all of the respect, and all of the care that a real queen is entitled to, and they also forget that a queen will always be subject to a king. I'm not saying that all women are subject to all men. The Bible says that each woman should submit to her own husband. So when I'm walking in the street, there is nothing in my mind that tells me I have to submit to all these random males here in New York City. But because this spirit is so active, many marriages are being destroyed, many courtships are being lost because of this extremely violent and um, powerfully male powerfully aggressive and violent thing that is coming in women and when i saw in this vision when they argued and the man moved towards his wife he was so angry about his glasses that he he reached out and he grabbed her by the throat so he held her by the throat and this is what he meant when he said um a throttling action After he explained how his glasses basically burst to pieces, and they did burst to pieces, which he called um, a shattering action, and then she threw something in his face. And that is when the man said, I became enraged celestial, and I moved towards her angry, and I grabbed her, and we fought very violent, and I saw that this man's wife fought him like a lynx. There are many cats in the jungle. Um, There's lions, there's tigers, there's jaguars, but these cats always give me the impression of male cats because of their weight and size and strength. But the lynx is a much smaller cat. And this cat, if you know about it, is an extremely vicious fighter. It is very hard for even a bigger cat to want to get involved with a lynx because a lynx is one of those fight to the death, fight to the claws, I will shred you type of cats. And this is how this woman was on her husband. She was on her husband as if she wanted to annihilate him from this world. So the aggression that was in the woman was much more than the man. And eventually it reached a point where this man fought like a man. And these are things that I've also shared on Facebook when I used to do writings there about how women should be, how women should conduct themselves. I say to women all the time, if you have eyes that work and you claim that you are a smart woman and you claim that you're an adult woman, you need to take into consideration our bodily makeup and our size. Uh, It's very hard for us to compare ourselves to men. We're not built like men. Bone structure is different. Uh, Flesh density and distribution is different. And so in your rational mind, if you provoke a man to the point where he now responds with maleness and this is how a lot of men end up in prison there is a point in men that women don't seem to be aware of where they will be so provoked that this is not about wifeness femaleness they respond as men i say it to women all the time you see something that's taller than you bigger than you stronger than you and you think that you will poke it and poke it and poke it and there will be no repercussions. And that's because the feminist culture of the world today has given women the idea that anything is acceptable and that when they have gotten themselves in situations that can now be dangerous or disempowering, then the way to fix that is calling the police and telling lies and crying all the time. And of course, these things, um, I will not go into them because I want to go now into... What happened here? I was woken up last week, um, last week in the middle of the week, I'm not sure what day, by bellowing. So it sounded like a water buffalo had been shot. That is the sound that woke me up. That is that is just the way it sounded to me, like a, a, a wild animal with a very deep voice had been shot shot. And this was two, three o'clock in the morning. And when I woke up, uh, it took me a while to orient myself. And then I realized that in this um, very nice and quiet neighborhood where I live a few floors above me. There was a couple having an argument. So they were young people. I think these young people are living together because I sometimes hear their friends come over and then they're a little louder than normal. They have, uh, like a, an evening of fun and they play games and they're not that young. They sound mid twenties. But anyway, whatever had happened in this apartment, it was at the point where i thought and i even said out loud my lord my god intervene by your spirit and your power unless someone will die tonight or someone will go prison because the rage that was in the young man, he sounded like something had happened that had gone to the soul of him as a man. He was incoherent and I could barely hear or make out whatever words he was saying. And the woman was screaming and screaming. He wasn't touching her because I heard other people saying, don't do it, man. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So clearly there were other males there restraining him and trying to let him know, hey, you know what the culture is here for us. And you also know what will happen if cops come here. So I heard her screaming. I heard her friends screaming. All of them were just screaming, screaming, screaming. And the man was saying, no, no, it's enough. It's enough. And I began to pray for all I was worth. I sat up in bed and I began to pray. And I heard the Lord's calm voice say to me, this will become the norm. This will become the norm until blood flows in the streets. And I just kept praying. I heard him. I knew he was saying exactly the same prophecy that I have bought, brought over and over that violence will increase in this country until family will do to family what causes the police to vomit and to cry when they get to the crime scene and see what is happening. So um, I kept praying and praying and then I think the Lord knocked me out because the next thing I know is it was morning, it was sunny and I don't know what happened because my intention was to keep praying so that the angels of God would come and contain that situation because I said, God, someone is going to die tonight or someone is going to go to prison. But um, I guess it didn't work out like that. I pray that the Lord heard my prayer because there wasn't any commotion in the building. but this is this is i will have to make a second video about the repentance and about um the sin and i will go into that because the scriptures are prepared but this is very important for people to understand men and women have different placements in this world god made men first he made adam first he made adam the head and that means that even when we see these Adams in a broken down state even when we see them in their vicious and vile um, anti-God state, we must understand that Satan is going after headship in the world. And what women don't understand is that Satan is greatly using the female as a tool to emasculate, to tear down and to destroy the male. And women are actively, the Bible says that a foolish woman tears down her house with her own hands. So the women of this world and especially the female culture here in the United States are actively tearing down the house. The eaves of this nation do not actually understand that these two-legged male creatures that you see walking around form a house that was given rulership over this kingdom. And what Satan is doing is he is actively engaging the female in tearing down the male. And women don't know is that the day that we finally are successful, even though I am not counting myself in the number who do this, the day that women are finally successful in tearing down this house called Adam, we will be literal naked prey for the dragon who is satan and so this man in the dream wrote me and normally when i see emails and text messages in my dream i know that god is telling me about something that is real because in my real life um god shows me text messages in my dream all the time to show me when people are planning to do things to me to show me what people really think about me Um, He just shows me text messages from them text messages that they have not written But in the text God reveals what the person's heart really is and it and it is a great blessing to me I must say these dreams with the emails and texts because they give me an idea how to move and moderate myself around certain people He will send me a text message in the dream to let me know this is going to happen at your work This is going to happen here and there and so this is a blessing and so when I saw this email God laid it on my heart Um, not so much about what this man had done or what his wife had done, because he said that they both fought and they were both guilty and they were both ashamed because they could not, they ashamed to the point that they would not call the police because he said it would be very damaged to the reputation, which means that these are rich people who cannot involve the police in domestic violence to wife or domestic violence to husband because it will look very bad for their level. He said that we are broken. I am sorry I beat her, but I just do not contain my anger at that moment. She angered me so greatly and I currently await my new glasses, so please excuse the mistakes of my email. I want to repent. Please teach me, I want to ask God for forgiveness and to fix me and my wife. Please tell me how to ask God for forgiveness. Here is what the Lord said after I received this email. He said sin is overflowing in the nation and the penalty for sin is already prescribed. In case you do not know, the Bible says that the penalty, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, and those wages are being paid more and more rapidly now to the extent that even unsaved people are seeing it. They are perplexed by the rate of death in their communities as much as saved people. Satan is collecting on what he is owed and will continue to do so without limit. The bar has been raised in the spiritual realm Many souls are falling falling short of the mark of salvation, holiness, and righteousness before God, with the result that many are being carried away by their lusts. literally. They are losing their lives because of the sin they practice, and the earth is losing people at a rapid rate because of this. So I have shared that the Lord has given me about three or four prophecies that speaks of the exit of souls from this world. I have made no secret here on the Master's voice that um, a lot of the things that people are believing in, such as they will soon be flying away in the rapture at the next Shemitah or the next Passover, the next whatever place they want to peg it, is just um, basically. Excuse me, please. It's just basically evidence of people who don't really want to read their Bible and accept. What the bible actually says for me the turning point was god showing me the truth in matthew 24 if anyone reads matthew 24 and you start from about verse 5 where jesus begins to list the hardships and the difficulties that will come and then you get to verse 31 which is when he finally says and then he will send his angels to gather his elect if you see yourself as an elect and you cannot understand that between verse 5 and verse 31 is about 24 verses that show us what the church and the world will go through. Then you're welcome to your opinion. But for me, it was the beginning of deeper understanding. And I've always said on this channel that I thank God that I did not come up in any Christian tradition that raised me to think that I would just live a life unaccounted for. No one would ever put me through any testing. And then all of a sudden when the time was right, I would just wing up and go flying into the sky. I praise God that I have never sat under any pastorate like that. And so that particular confusion has never been a part of me. And so, god says that sin is overflowing in the nation of the united states and that the penalty for sin is death so in the recent videos um i've made no secret of the fact that for instance um, god says that people who continue to walk in sin will be punished and since this is a video that i'm simply going to title a closer look at sin, or something like that. Um, I have had recent dreams. These dreams are not for the master's voice. These dreams are just part of a long heritage of God expressing his heart to me and showing me, my daughter, look at this, my child, look at that. And so um, I would say a week ago, maybe March 25th or the 24th, the whole night, in and out, the dream was simply seeing Gay men and gay women sitting at bars, sitting at movies. I didn't see anything explicit. God was just showing me gay men and gay women sitting at bars, sitting at comedy shows, sitting at events and things like that, going shopping together and leaning over and kissing one another and leaning over and nuzzling one another male to male and female to female. And the Lord said to me very strongly, tell them to stop sinning or they will die. Tell them to stop sinning or they will be judged. They will lose their lives for the penalty of sin is death. And sometimes the Lord will say things as if it's possible for me to climb up on a big fat mountain and tell everyone who is engaged in a, par- in a particular sin, stop doing it. And then they will say, oh, hello, random lady. Thank you for telling us, we will listen. But I know that the Lord is putting it this way, just as a way of impressing on my heart, do not leave these topics. So people will, for for instance, perhaps see this video and think, oh, she just wakes up to go after certain people. But you don't understand that, um, let me see if I can find it here. You don't understand that the expression of warnings about sin is love. Let me read from Romans chapter 2. And it says here in verse 4, do you despise the riches of his goodness, his forbearance, And his long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. And so here Paul is asking the Romans, are you really going to turn your back on God's goodness because you don't understand what that goodness actually looks like? Because modern church has told you that the goodness of God is, oh, God's going to do this and bless bless God. I just feel, oh, I just feel that there's a revival coming. All these lies, excuse me, that America loves so much. This is what America thinks God's goodness is. It's God promising her a bumper harvest in the agricultural sector and promising her that gold and silver is just going to shoot up to, you know, 10 million or whatever it is that people want it to be in value. God's goodness is, you know, if we go over to another country and we're triumphant in the next Fake war that we make up. This is what people think God being good to a nation is. But God being good to a nation is saying, I have already sharpened a sword for you that is so sharp that if I pluck a hair and drop it on that sword, it will split into two perfect pieces. But before I bring that sword to the nation and you begin to see your children starving and you begin to see that there is no food and you become a nation that actually needs foreign aid for America will be a nation that needs foreign aid, I'm going among you speaking to you to get out of anything that is operating as a trap on your leg. I'm inviting you to let me be the stick that goes into that trap and springs it so that you can remove your leg. For all who I find entrapped in the trap of sin when I come will fall to that hair-splitting sword that I bring. So Paul is asking, why would you despise true goodness, which is to be warned and which is to be cautioned and which is to be told that certain things will cause breath to leave the body? I made a video recently and it is called The Devil is Outworking the Saints. I'm going to link that video in the comment section. And God gave a very straightforward word and said that Satan is working harder at filling up the graves of the world than the saints are working at purifying themselves and getting busy with the work that God told them to do. Everyone is supposed to be building something It's either your family, it's the business that God put in your heart, it's the career that God put in your heart to follow, it's the fact that you should have gone to school to study something and you're still sitting around and waiting for an angel to come and tell you, Bill, if you feel inside that you wanna be a doctor, go to medical school, it's okay. Christianity doesn't work like that. So I'm sitting here and part of my calling is to be a mouthpiece for the Lord God, bringing forth prophetic truth so that the people of this world, while they're listening to all the pundits and all the political stories and all the prepper channels, the people of this world can know that there is a sword that splits hairs, that it's on its way. Paul says, goodness comes from God And that goodness will lead you to repent. It is good to be warned so that you can repent. It says forbearance and long-suffering. That means that God has been watching human sin for an inordinately, meaning an untold and unbelievable amount of time. And he has not blasted this world with meteors or caused the sea to rise up like a blanket and cover the earth yet. But the thing is that God's long suffering and patience, which is his grace, is going to run out. Whoever is teaching the church of Jesus Christ around the world that grace is unlimited, it is a lie. The time for grace will pass and then judgment will be the time that we are in. And so it says here, god is rich in goodness rich in forbearance and rich in long suffering and it is his goodness that should lead us to repent so in the follow-up video to this i'm going to speak about scriptures that clearly define what repentance is based on the fact that this unknown person sent a letter all the way from europe this is not a letter that was actually in my mailbox this letter came to me in a dream showing a man and his wife so destroyed that they now want to physically harm one another's temple. And this man was able to admit and say that we are broken, Celestial. And then he said, I want to ask God for forgiveness, but I do not know how. So the topics that I have covered, um, they've already slid through my mind for this is just the action of the Lord, we'll just bring things and it just flows through me like a pipe. And I pray that you will listen. I pray that you will take it to heart. I pray that you will, um, especially if you are a woman, women of the world, I have said it many times on the Facebook ministry. I'm no longer active there, but for two or three years, I was there and I was saying what God has to say. And one of the things that the Lord has revealed through the prophecies is that when we enter into the presidency of Kamala Harris, there will come a spirit in this nation of the United States that is so powerful and so controlling that the women will be like men. It will go beyond any feminist movement that we are aware of. In fact, God said that life will be very miserable for men in this country. So women, Christian women, whoever, whatever kind of woman you are when you find this video, I'm warning you that the things that seem like they will catapult women to power now, God will ask you about this when you die god will ask you where was your demure spirit he will ask you where was your gentle character he will ask you where was your submission to your husband in your marriage you will be judged on these things and you will not be able to say oh no it was it was girls time it was girls moment kamala was in in, in power lord and i got carried away i always say to people if you're going to stand before the lord jesus one day get a little notebook and make sure that all the excuses that you write in that notebook are the best you've Ever come up with in your life. I mean, you really get them down there and you make them good. Because when you stand before the only one with whom we have to do, that is an archaic phrase of saying if there were 10 billion souls in this world, the only soul that actually matters is the one called Jesus. So when you stand before him, you make sure that everything you've written down in that notebook is the best that you can come up with. And you pray to whatever God you believe in, that it will stand up before him when he asks you to give an account of your life. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Um, God will give me a proper title for this video and I will move immediately to the second one so that there can be a full and comprehensive understanding of what the Lord is saying. Oh yes, I was speaking about dreams, let me finish it. The first dream I was having is what God said about people who are in homosexuality. And he has been showing that to me a lot, obviously, because of the time and the season that is upon us. It is nearly June, 2022, and so we know what that entails. Another dream that I had was, I saw a woman in a kitchen and she was preparing a meal and a child of about 12 or 13 years came to her, her daughter, and said to her mom, can I talk to you? And the mom said, yes, sure. The mom was baking. And the daughter began to tell her mom about the sexual pressure that she was under at school. She was saying to her mother that no matter how accomplished a girl is, so no matter how A girl gets good grades, and no matter how the girl takes care of her appearance, and no matter what the girl does to try and achieve, like joining the cheer squad or becoming a gymnast or being on the chess club or the math club, she said, Mommy, it doesn't matter. All the boys are interested in is sex. They all want sex unless they don't want to date you unless you put out, which means to agree to sleep. And I felt so much pity in my heart looking at a little one of 12, 12 years old my little pony age having to consider questions as that i as an adult woman it doesn't even cross my mind on any type of basis that that's not my business as a single person and yet a 12 year old is struggling with this and the mom was telling her daughter bless her soul, the mom was telling her daughter about the differences between men and women, and she was also telling her daughter that now times are greatly aggravated by strong sexual spirits that are, uh, that are controlling men. So we talked about the spirits that are greatly controlling women, manipulation and pretending and lying and more manipulation, that women are giving access to their hearts and prides that are making them the way they are but this woman was talking about the natural urge of males just naturally what is how they are like every man whether you are born again or not watching this you know that sexuality is a particular struggle with males and very often will get men into trouble if they are not in healthy marriages. And so she was talking about this and talking about how the natural urge of men has become much worse because of the spiritual times, because of the throwaway nature of the body. The way that life is now is that people think they own the body and they can give into any urge. If the body wants pizza, give the body pizza. If the body wants sex today, tomorrow, with 10 different people, find the 10 different people through Tinder or whatever it is called, and then indulge yourself And what people don't understand is that Satan and demonic powers are greatly exciting the human body because Satan has an agenda. Satan wants your body to be rejected by God because guess what? When God says he wants nothing to do with his body, if Jesus said that if the salt loses its saltiness, it is fit for nothing except to be thrown out and trampled by men, then I can promise you that when the Bible says, fear God who has power both to kill the body and then to put the soul into hell. That is what happens to temples that God cannot dwell in anymore. God is a jealous God. If this house is not going to house God, then this house will not stand. This house has no purpose on earth. And so this woman was talking to her 12 year old daughter and to my surprise, a 16 or 17 year old daughter walked in, an older daughter, and she said, Hey, what are you guys talking about? And the mother said, Oh, you know, your sister had some questions about boys and everything. And immediately without even knowing what the question was about, the older daughter said, Mom, why do men always want sex? There is so much pressure on me as a sophomore, as a grown girl um, at high school to keep my virginity. It seems to be all they want mom she said to her mother, it doesn't matter how hard I work in school and it doesn't matter how cute my outfits are. All they want is someone who will sleep with them. And she said, mom, you cannot get any male attention at school unless you're a girl who sleeps with boys. And the older daughter, who now inhabits a culture where girls around her are doing it, whereby the younger daughter is part of a group where only a few of them, I hope, are doing it. The older daughter was telling her mother that almost everyone is doing it and that it makes her feel like a freak because she's not doing it. And she was mature enough to say, mom, I do not think that questions about my body should be decided by society. I do not think that society has the right to create pressure as to whether I give up my purity or not. And both girls were beautiful. These were beautiful young girls. They were wearing cheerleader uniforms, which means that both of them were at least well-balanced in social activities. And God was basically just showing me that this is some of the pressure that women are under, that society wants to dictate what is beautiful, that society wants to dictate what women should do, what women should give up in order to have social value or social currency. So as a woman, you have to be the one that is going to watch over your temple. As a woman, you have to be the one who is going to guard yourself and put yourself. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, submit yourself as a living sacrifice to God. Do you know what it means to be living and yet a sacrifice? A sacrifice is something that is put to death. The throat of the animal is cut and then it is put on the altar and burned. And yet God is saying that both male and female must find a way to inhabit a life where we are alive, we are living, we're walking around, we're having our daily lives, but this flesh here is dead. This flesh here is not lusting after women. This flesh here is not trying to sleep with 15-year-olds when we are 16-year-olds or trying to sleep with 12-year-olds, when we are 18 or 41 years old, and things like that. So these are important questions, but this is not the place that I can address those questions. I have always said that this is a prophecy space, and this place shall remain sacred unto the Lord Jesus Christ for his prophecies. But because he put this matter in front of me, by his grace, I am going to address it within bounds, And hopefully people will understand what is being said and will go and do the requisite work, the requisite prayer, the requisite recalibration. Lust is destroying many people. This is a fact. If the Lord can just give me a dream, he just gives me these dreams to show me what is going on in life because it's not as if I have children or as if I'm going into people's homes and saying, hey, what are your teenagers struggling with? He showed me these young girls and this is just a microcosm, a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old is basically reflecting the struggle that even grown women in their 30s and 40s and mid-20s are struggling with. And because there's so much pressure, a lot of people are giving into it. And yet there are small and things that you should basically know. As a woman, you can't be walking around and making eye contact with random men. A lot of women deep down inside, they crave this male attention. They crave to have someone say something about their appearance. They crave to have this validation. And that means that your validation, your internal worth has not been set by either your natural father or the Lord. If you do not have a natural father, God is willing and able in a second to step in and fill that gap and tell you who you are and tell you what you are to him so that you do not need to have external validation telling you who you are, what you are. You guard your eyes as a woman. You can't just have men staring into your eyes and just bringing this random flirtation and then you are gazing back. For what? I always look at men as if to say, are you an ophthalmologist? Why are you staring in my eyes? And they will quickly look away. And that is because as a woman, I have standards. I do not wait for other people to set the standards for me. I set the standards. I operate the standards according to God's law, God's will. And I'm not doing it because I'm afraid or I want to avoid hell. I'm doing it because I know I am not for everyone. I am not a group, a group substance. I was created for one so if we do not even have this basic knowledge, even as men, you're trawling, you're just dragging your sexual net behind you, just hoping for any fish. What are you doing as a man? Who told you that you were made for many? Who told you that you are made for many? All of us are made for one. In life, it does happen. You may lose your one. Abraham lost his wife and he got another wife. Okay, but to just be walking around with random sexual antenna out It's no reason that people are struggling. They do not even have internal gates and filters working to keep the flies away from themselves. And then they wonder, why am I covered with flies? Why am I covered with sin? Why am I suffering in this way? Always understand, Church of Jesus Christ, if it takes a minute to sin, it will take a minute to get out of the sin. So let us go to the second part of this video. Praise the Lord. Amen.